0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNFF to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. week eight is now upon us and most of us are now at least halfway to the fantasy playoffs Some of you may not be going to the fantasy playoffs already, and that matchup may be decided, and we're sorry for you. Uh, But of course, there's always daily fantasy, right? Prediction Strike, all that good stuff to to keep you occupied in fantasy football space. But for those of you making a charge to the fantasy football playoffs, or at least are on the cusp of making it, uh, you're at the halfway point. And now is the time, folks. As we get past all of these buys, the main majority of the buys, to start looking ahead to your fantasy playoff matchups. Because, look, there is no worse feeling in the world than making it all the way, maybe the best record, maybe the second best record, maybe playing your butts off all season long to get knocked out in the first round of the fantasy football playoffs. I know. I've been there before and it sucks. So uh, bring it on board, Justin Mark, one more time to uh, to try to get us into the playoff mindset because, again, you want to be ready for the playoffs. So Justin, again, thanks for bringing your amazing knowledge to the show, and, and let's get some folks ready for the playoffs. I know it's early, but uh, it's never too early, right?
1: Thanks for having me, and I agree it is never too early.
0: Yeah, never too early to begin thinking about playoffs because if you overlook the playoffs, that's when you get knocked off In week one so uh, all right we have got 10 players who are look we're not trying to get you ready to dig deep into your into your flex spots these are studs these are guys that you've counted on all season long for the most part to get you to where you're at but we've seen it time and time again where you get to the fantasy playoffs and tough matchups take some of those studs off the board for you so we want to give you 10 players whose matchups are kind of tough not saying not to start these guys but we're telling you to buyer beware and don't be surprised if they do turn in a performance that's less than what you're used to all season long so again justin let's just go ahead and get everybody into some playoff mindset shall we I, i think it's time to uh to get everybody in a winning mood
1: yeah let's do it all
0: right okay so we start uh again with our our Stud this is this guy's a big stud right now. Jonathan Taylor is on a roll, right? Jonathan Taylor is is the talk of the town (sighs) He beat up my San Francisco 49ers last week. It it was tough to watch in the rain Um, but he's he's been doing a lot of people a lot of good Uh, but as we start looking ahead into the fantasy playoffs his matchups get a little tough Uh, and justin I mean should we worry about Jonathan Taylor's performance going down the stretch Um, and should we just be prepared mentally for, for what lays ahead, uh, for Jonathan Taylor?
1: Yeah, of course, it's always hard to bench your studs. So, um, these are just kind of guys that you're looking at and maybe they're worth trading for somebody that has a better schedule in the fantasy football playoffs. But I kind of looked at weeks 14 through 17. It looks like that's most of the, um, fantasy football playoffs. And then I took the, uh, the strength of the defense as they play like against the run for running backs and divided that to kind of give them a strength of schedule point, I guess, system. problem with Jonathan Taylor is if your fantasy football playoff start in week 14, he's actually on a bye. So it would be terrible to make the playoffs, and then your stud running back starts with a bye. Uh, he then faces the Patriots, who have been pretty decent against the run. They rank 12th against the run. Cardinals ranked second against the run next, and then the Raiders, which are a little lower. So if you make it that far, they're 21st against the run. Um, I gave him a rating of 11.6, but when you subtract that bye week, you have to subtract some points. It was hard to decide what that's worth. So I put him at like a 10.6 strength of uh, schedule for the playoffs. He's had two games under 10 fantasy points. So when he starts going against those tougher defenses, you might have to temper your expectations and maybe see a uh, 5.8 like he had against the Rams or 7.7 against the Titans.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a call that you have to make. Again, you're not benching your studs. Obviously, this is not telling you to bench Jonathan Taylor at any point at any time. But again, this is one of those those situations where you have to understand that when you start making it into these into these deeper playoff positions, that you're gonna have to either expect less from him and and maybe try to swing for the fences in other areas, like a, a big flex play right or or like uh you said justin to trade and to make a trade for somebody with a a much better um matchup and then i mean i mean no we were looking into uh the worst matchups but like who is one of the the guys that you have that you might want to target instead with a a more favorable matchup i know you actually did some of that um research last uh last night as as it were
1: yeah um again if you're looking trade it's hard but um a guy like Kamara, if you could get Kamara, he's got a, a more favorable matchup than Taylor, and I could see if you wanted to make a trade, that would be a good trade target right there.
0: And Kamara, somebody might even give up Kamara for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I know last night was a pretty good performance for Kamara, uh, so it Very might good. not be. But I mean, these guys are a little more comparable, right, than, than other folks, and it's not entirely possible that somebody would turn a trade down like that, so... Um, again, be actively seeking somebody that you might want to, uh, tango with for Jonathan Taylor. If you're going into the fantasy playoffs. Now, again, if, if the Kamara owner is not going into the playoffs, uh, it might be a time to do something like that and make a move. Uh, but rest of season though, I mean, just real quick to wrap up that rest of season Kamara Taylor, are they comparable? Do you think, or is Taylor still the stud out of the two?
1: You know, it depends if Kamara has the game that he had last night, because he lit it up. Um, if you take that out, I think Taylor's still the stud of the two. But again, you know, if you start looking at these playoff matchups and you're trying to decide who do I want going into the playoffs, Kamara might have some more value there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Okay, so
0: Leonard Fournette is uh, maybe not your your running back one. You may not have drafted him as such, uh, but he's been performing. I mean, the guy, (laughs) I don't know what it is about Tom Brady loving him some Leonard Fournette, but uh, Ronald Jones who actually got work? I dropped him, so you're welcome, people who are waiting on Ronald Jones. Uh, I dropped him last week, and of course he decides to get some work. But Leonard Fournette getting the majority of that work there, uh, and so as we run into the fantasy playoffs, as you defined, you know, between week fourteen, week seventeen, we have that extra week to decide now. Um, if you've been rolling with Leonard Fournette uh, as your as your running back two uh, for the for the season. His matchups don't get any easier rolling into the fantasy playoffs. So this is another temper your expectation move with Leonard Fournette uh, as we're rolling into the fantasy playoffs. So Justin, break down Leonard Fournette and why we should just be a little bit more scared of him rolling uh, into into our fantasy playoff situation.
1: Sure. So he started the three, first three games under ten fantasy points, um, but he's been on a roll since then. I think Jones's good game last week was just the fact that the Bears decided not to show up. Um, but if you look at uh, strength of schedule in the fantasy playoffs, I gave him an 11 because he's got the Bills, who are ranked fourth against the run, Saints ranked seventh, Panthers ranked first. If you can get past that, he does face the Jets, who are at the bottom at 32. But uh, with facing three top ten against the run defenses, you really have to kind of temper your expectations there um think about if that's who you want to roll into the playoffs with um you know the Panthers have been great I mean they held Camara to five yards and maybe that was just kind of game script when they played the Saints things didn't go well but you know if you look at that and then think of Fournette who even though he's been putting up points I don't feel like his talent is the same as Camara um it's just you have to be expected to be disappointed in his performance. Um, I would actually, for those first three weeks of playoffs, I would probably put it more as a flex than like an RB two.
0: Well, that's rough. I mean, you, you got to figure out who you have to to replace him with as a, as a running back too. Um, because you're right. I mean, he hasn't he he set the world on fire for the last couple of weeks, but he didn't really start out that that well. I suppose. Um, and, and, and again, so now you're what you're doing is you're trying to figure out is this matchup base? He's not defense proof I think is what I'm trying to get at right Leonard Fournette is definitely not defense proof He's not a plug him and forget him type of a guy. So this is a situation where you should be looking for uh, another way to um, I guess Spell what's gonna be lost uh, on Leonard Fournette against these tough defenses because in that situation Tom Brady may be wanting to throw more and guess what they got a quarterback that can throw more so you know, it's, it's not a it's not a situation where they can't do it. And so they're going to be trying to run the whole time. Um, so Leonard Fournette, if you've been rolling with him, like we said, up until now, just make sure make sure you're aware that come fantasy playoff time, you may not get the production that you want out of Leonard Fournette um, and, and prepare accordingly. You know, if that means grabbing uh, Ronald Jones to help you, uh, it's not going to happen, but Whatever still
1: yeah, well, maybe maybe they liked what they saw from Jones I mean when I watched that game because I'm a Bears fan and he ran hard you know he, he ran like he had something to prove so it, maybe they like what they saw and maybe he does get some more work going forward
0: okay he kind of does have something to prove I mean you know he, he kind of faded in the background when Leonard Fournette came he was supposed to be the guy and now all of a sudden he's not the guy uh mm-hmm. and, and that hurts so He's got a audition for whatever team he's about to go on next, because I don't think he's gonna be around in Tampa much longer. Uh no doubt. buried behind Fournette. Um, all right, somebody who's not buried right now is that's Najee Harris. And obviously the buzz around him is well earned, well deserved. Uh he's definitely been proving that on a very volatile Steelers team, he can still be somewhat of a rock underneath it. Um and and so far, Najee Harris has, has been as advertised. Uh, so we haven't really worried about him. He's been a set it and forget it kind of a guy. But this is another guy where come playoff time, especially in a situation where Pittsburgh has been so uh, unreliable everywhere else, I suppose. Uh, trying to get Najee Harris to to be your rock in the in the playoffs might not be too much of a thing. So walk us through Najee Harris. Justin and and his matchups coming up in the fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah. So I got him uh, with the strength of the schedule at 13 and of course the bigger the number the better. So little little better schedule than Taylor and Fournette. Um, He did have a terrible performance against the Bills. He only had 5.4 fantasy points. They've started getting him more involved in the passing game since then. So that definitely helps um, fantasy wise. But this is a team that you, you expect to come out and run the ball. 20, 25 times, and they've not done that as much as I thought they would going into the season. So while he's still remaining relevant because of the pass, you would think that they would get some more uh, running and get him more touches. Uh, Week 14, he faces the Vikings, who are 18th against the run. So that's not too bad. But then week 15, they go against the Titans, who um, are 9th against the run. Um they held Jonathan Taylor to 64 yards. So that's kind of a, a guy that I feel is a little comparable to Najee Harris. Um so you know, if if that's the case and you're looking at a 64 64 yard performance, is that enough to get you a win in week fifteen? then they do have the Chiefs, which is uh the 20th, and then he faces the Browns, which are actually fifth against the run. Um they held Dalvin Cook to thirty-five yards, so that's kind of another comparison there for guys. So, um, you know, up and down games, depending on the defenses he's going against, but he is somebody that I think he might struggle on a couple of those games, especially if they continue to not run the ball 20 to 25 times. Like I really think they should, especially with how Roethlisberger is kind of looked in the backfield.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, so you're right though. If you, if you look to the fantasy championships and if your fantasy championship is in week 17, if it's in 16, I think you're safe. Right, because the Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs, and Najee Harris can probably do some damage there. But if your fantasy uh, championship is in Week Seventeen against the Browns, and you've been, you know, you've been rolling with Najee Harris so far, you may be in for a little bit of a of a hard time uh, going up there. This is why, though, you don't, because uh, who knows? I mean, I mean, Steelers aren't going to go anywhere, so. It's not like they're going to be holding Najee Harris back, but um, I don't know. Maybe the Browns do. Maybe the Browns have nothing to play for in week 17, and their defense starts to take a rest. So maybe you do have Najee Harris opening up some some uh, uh, fantasy championship potential for you. I don't know. It, it could be interesting to see uh, how this all shapes up. But yeah, I agree. I think you need to just uh, uh, kind of hold your expectations a little bit lower for him. Um, and hope that the rest of your team that's built around him can, can withstand some of the, uh, abuse that you're going to take in, in the, in the championship playoffs, uh, weeks. Uh, all right. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. He is, ah, boy, I tell you, he did good. He did good for a long time. Uh, and he's doing better. But man, the, the, the Lions are just a wreck. So is he going to be able to hang on to that? And then, um, what are we expecting for the fantasy playoffs out of DeAndre Smith? I know he's got a really tough, tough road ahead of him, right?
1: Yeah, so I got him at 16.75, so um, not too bad, kind of right in the middle, but he opens up against the Broncos in week 14, who are 10th against the run, um, and then the Cardinals in week 15, which are second against the run. Um So just a brutal start. Finishes with Falcons, which are 24th, Seahawks 31st. So if you make it past those first two weeks, it's looking pretty good. But it also kind of depends on who are they going to give the ball to more. It seems like one game they'll give it to Swift more, and then they'll go with Williams more, and um, that can make it. Frustrating for uh, fantasy managers, especially as you get into the playoffs and you expect this guy to have a big game and then they hand it to Williams a bunch. So um, that plus the the tough schedule in week 14 and with week 15 makes it uh, difficult to trust him as far as putting up those big games and those big numbers that you might need to win. And, and really, if you
0: think about it, too, the the Lions pretty much against the Broncos, against the Cardinals, those are going to be negative game script, as the kids all like to say now, where, you know, Goff is going to have to pass more often than not. And, and yes, DeAndre Swift is definitely uh, involved in the passing game ever so slightly enough to make him kind of PPR worthy. Um, I, to be honest with you, it's just going to be, I think, a, a very miserable game. I know that they held their own against the Rams. I do. I get that but that was the Rams, right? This was a game where uh, Goff had something to prove. He came out a little harder. I don't know that that type of emotion is going to last into the rest of the season, right? I mean, this is a, a Lions team that is just very, very bad, folks. And you're lucky that you're getting the production out of DeAndre Swift that you've been getting so far at all. So to ask that out of him for the rest of the fantasy playoffs, I mean... You know, it, it, again, this is an, another uh, situation where you might want to uh, just just go in knowing that you're not going to get the same type of numbers out of Swift that you've been getting before. Um, but I mean, again, we're not benching him, right, Justin? This is not a bench him situation.
1: Right. Agreed. You got to you gotta play your studs. You got to play, trust the guys, um, even when it's hard to. Uh, one of the things I wonder is by week 14, 15, 16, what are the Lions playing for? are they going to play for some pride to try to get some wins there or are they just going to kind of mail it in and say, let's hope we have some better luck next season. Um, I could easily see them being kind of defeated with how the season has gone and just kind of yeah, going through the motions.
0: Yep. And then, you know, Sw- or, uh, Williams may take a chunk out of that toward the back end too, because they want to see more of him. Uh, and then you could definitely be losing production for Deandre Swift out of that as well. So Again, just another guy that uh, is gonna gonna take some monitoring over the fantasy playoffs. It's not it's a set it and forget it, but also keep an eye on it, right? Because the situations change uh, constantly, especially week to week in the in the NFL. So um, just understanding and, go, and going forward into the playoffs, knowing that DeAndre Smith- Swift has uh, some pretty decent matchups, some tough matchups, as it were. Uh, all right, so man, I don't even want to talk about this next guy because. I know that last week he did me absolute dirty in my Scott Fishbowl league. I, if he would have done anything in that game more than he did, I would have come away with the win. But Aaron Jones, you have him at three games under 10 fantasy football points, uh, which one of them was last week for sure for me. And going into the fantasy football playoffs, uh, this guy, I I love him so many weeks, and then I hate him so many weeks. So, Justin, am I going to hate him more than I'm going to love him uh, if I can make it to the fantasy playoffs with him?
1: I think it's going to be more the same. You're going to love him a couple weeks. You're going to hate him a couple weeks. Uh, Week 14, he goes against the Bears, which it's always tough to see how that rivalry game will go. Um, Week 15 has a really good matchup against the Ravens, which are 26 against the run for fantasy points. And then week 16, if that's your finals, you're against the Browns again, who have had a really good run defense. Um, and he's just, he's been inconsistent, more inconsistent than you would expect out of Aaron Jones. I mean, we get used to seeing him put up good points, game in, game out, and it just, it hasn't been there this year. Um, it's been very up and down. Sometimes it's game script. Sometimes it's giving the ball to A.J. Dillon more. I mean, it's it's just been weird watching his fantasy output because um, 3.2 against the Saints, and that's in half PPR, 6.4 against the Washington football team, 9.4 against the Steelers. Um, if you roll into the finals in week 16 and he only puts up 3.2, you're probably going to lose unless you have another guy go off because he's probably your RB1 and 3.2 is not going to cut it. No,
0: yeah, he's definitely my RB1 and 3.2 is certainly not going to cut it. Uh I know that he what he got 7 points uh, in the Scott Fishbowl League uh last week and like I said, I if he would have just had 10, 11, 12, uh I would have won. I mean, it wasn't even that difficult. If he would caught two more a couple of passes, right? A couple of swing passes, if he had gotten 20 more yards, I just it's so frustrating to be an Aaron Jones manager this season because you you drafted him having the expectation that he was just going to be a world beater like he was the last few years and and then when he is you're happy like when he does three touchdown games you're happy and then when he does thirty yard games you're you're not happy so um, you're right if you're if you're going into the week sixteen championship with him just like we talked about with Najee Harris right I mean it's the Browns and the Browns are tough against the run. Uh, you know, when you hold Dalvin Cook to 35, Austin Eckler to 66, you know it's not it's not like uh, he's got a, a very easy walk in the park there uh, against the the Browns. So, uh, one of those situations where you're obviously again not we, it's the going thing, right? You're not benching these guys. Don't bench them, but uh, just beware, beware, and know uh, that you're going to have to find another way to make up some of those points. Uh, be it go after a a higher. Um, upside wide receiver right maybe find a a better defense to stream that week um really do your research into who you can pick up in the week 14 15 16 situations to to offset some of the points you could lose uh by having these guys on your on your team again they're all studs they're all going to play just a matter of how much you can expect from them so uh, i know what you can expect from us after the break we're going to break down uh more of your favorite players That may run into some rough roads after the uh, when the fantasy playoffs hit. So after the break, we'll come back with more. There is not a single one of you out there that is not ready to win the money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia to help you do exactly that. We are bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf. MMA WNBA college football and so much more win bet also has some brand new bonuses Which you can use on this Thursday night bonanza Green Bay, Arizona Lots of money to be had there. So get in on that use that win bet bonus on some of those uh, Bets that you can get in on Thursday night if you're a new user though Bet a $1. dollar win $100 on any sport plus you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet bet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more what a fantastic deal you need to get in on that and look whatever your first wager is win bet is going to match it 200% you bet a hundred dollars you get a two hundred dollar free bet of course now don't go too crazy because the max wager is 750 to match so a fifteen hundred dollar match Again, still a good deal. Make sure you get on that right now. Get in on all the great promos, odds, and payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. Tell me, are you ready to play? I know you are. Sign up today to receive a special offer, a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger, win with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com. We're always happy to be brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing, and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, PropSwappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash of course means double the odds. If you love sports betting, of course you do. You're listening to this. You need to be using Propswap. Every ticket purchased on Propswap can be resold at any time, so your bet does not even need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on Propswap every single day. So get started today by going to propswap.com or download the Propswap app. Propswap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, we have uh, talked about five running backs. Let's switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about five wide receivers who come fantasy football playoff time may give you a little less than what you expected and what you've been getting all season long based on their matchups. Turn our attention to somebody who... uh, There's a lot of folks on Twitter that will tell you that this wasn't a surprise and they banged the drum for Cortland Sutton uh, but Cortland Sutlin, Sutlin, Cortland Sutton, <laughs> that's a tongue twister, <laughs> has been doing you well, uh, as your, I guess, wide receiver too, for the better part of the season, um, games of over a hundred, a couple of times, right? Games with multiple catches, uh, several times over, uh, but come fantasy football playoff time, may run into a buzzsaw, sort of uh as we get down into the later parts of it so uh walk us through justin Cortland sutton and what we can expect out of him for the fantasy football playoffs
1: sure same thing for uh the wide receivers i took their strength of schedule taking the defenses ranking against the pass and then divided it so he gets a 10 um starts at the lions which is a good matchup um they're ranked 22 against the pass in week 14 but then week 15 he goes against the Bengals who are 13th and then it gets tougher Uh, week 16 he goes against the Raiders who are fourth against the pass now when they played them he did have 94 yards and a touchdown which is a great stat line but they also held Keenan Allen to just 36 yards so um, this is a team that they you know they can play defense they can defend the pass well and then Week 17, if your uh, finals happen to be in Week 17, they play Chargers, who are first against the pass. The best they've allowed is C.D. Lamb, 81 yards. They held A.J. Brown to 35 yards. So if you're rolling into the championship and you have Sutton against the Chargers, uh, it could be a really tough game for him. And again, past performance doesn't always
0: necessitate or uh, really necessarily translate into what he's going to do that week, too. So you're right against the Raiders. He put up 94 and a touchdown. uh, But that could be the best you can get out of him. Then he could very well go for a Keenan Allen 36 yard game in that game as well, because we have seen on occasion, especially against the Jets. 37 yards against the jets 47 yards against the ravens uh you know it, Cortland sutton is not always a a booming player he's been booming as of late but even last week against the browns he got And we talk about the browns again uh 68 yards against the browns on five catches uh in what was a very crazy game uh you know I mean, it was about as boring as advertised especially because of, of what the matchup we saw um but again, 68 yards against uh, the Cleveland defense who's pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, this is a situation where if you're getting to the fantasy playoffs uh, and the championships in in week 16, this could be a very, very difficult situation for you uh, in the wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. Um, again, hopefully you have better options there. Uh, kind of really thinking about who you may have in that situation, maybe a, a Justin Jefferson Right. I don't know if, if you would rather have him um just kind of spitting out some names. Curtis Samuel even in that situation. Looks like he's got a better matchup. Uh would you choose any of those over Sutton?
1: Um Jefferson would for sure. Um I just think he's a playmaker. Um I know they have Thielen there too. But uh, Jefferson's a guy that I would definitely target if somebody would be willing to trade him. I know Sutton's been doing really well, but, um, you know, if you look at these matchups and you need to maybe move some pieces to make sure you're set for the, the playoffs, I definitely think Jefferson's a good target. Yep.
0: Definitely play chess while everybody else is playing checkers. That's the whole thing. That's what we're trying to do here, right? We're trying to get you guys to play checkers. Think some moves ahead. Don't just think about next week. Think about week 14, week 15, week 16, right? Where you are going to be at? Because those are the guys and those are the gals that win fantasy championships is the ones that are planning ahead for the matchups uh, and, and taking the information that we have. Man, I'm telling you, like I said, Justin took all this pumped it into his his excel sheet and came out with all of these numbers for you to to weigh these matchups what well. and I we really need you to like pay attention because this is the good stuff um, <laughs> all right speaking of good stuff and and this guy Antonio Brown has given fantasy managers nightmares and not nightmares at the same time because when he's healthy he's good but he's not always healthy so <laughs> Antonio Brown, Heading into the fantasy playoffs has got some really tough matchups coming up, uh especially maybe not week fifteen so much, but but definitely to start if you're starting in week fourteen. So Justin, um what are we what are we expecting out of Antonio Brown to get you even to the championship game in week sixteen or seventeen?
1: Yeah, and if you have Antonio Brown, he's probably one of the reasons that you're looking at the playoffs because he's done so well compared to what everybody thought he would. Um, strength of schedule is 9.5 which is the the hardest one out of all these guys. He goes against the Bills in week 14 who are second against the pass then he goes against the Saints so that's a good matchup. They're 25th against the pass and then Panthers are 8 and the Jets are third so he's had some really tough matchups there um, That you know the Panthers they did allow Brandon Cooks to have 112 yards but They've held uh, other guys to 77, 63, 27. Um, so, it, you know, those, and then the Jets have, I think the Jets, you don't think of as having a good defense. I think part of that's game script. It's easier to run on them. Um, so I think that's part of the reason that they appear so high because when I was going through this, I was like, really, the Jets? But, uh, um, I you know, I think it is a game script and there's no reason to think that in week 17, the Bucks are going to, Easily beat the jets and probably not have to throw it that much
0: Yeah, and then there's a there's a leonard fournette game for you, right? We talked about that already So it very well could be that the receivers don't get involved as they usually are And you're right. I mean that leaves antonio brown that leaves chris godwin, right that leaves uh, even even some of those pass catching tight ends uh to to not necessarily turn in the types of games that you're used to um so yeah, I mean again, Antonio Brown if you have uh ridden with him so far, again, you have reaped the benefits when he's healthy, but boy, does he stay healthy the rest of the season? Justin, that that's one question that I got.
1: Yeah, that is a big one that's been the issue for him and um it, and he's not had, you know, major injuries this year, miss a game here and there. And, uh, but, you know, getting into those later weeks, he's been around a while. You could run into the same thing where he misses a game or two. Or even if he has a minor injury, I don't think the Bucks are going to be scrambling to get into the playoffs. I think they're going to be in a good position. So maybe they hold him out so that he is healthy for their playoffs.
0: Yep. I mean, again, and for the Jets, too, I want to circle back to the Jets because, you know, you're looking at some of these guys that really haven't had big I mean Kendrick Bourne uh Patriots right 68 yards, Nelson Aguilar 51 yards, Jacoby Myers. So these aren't gang busting numbers out of out of wide receiver ones, right? I mean, even with the uh the the Panthers, Robbie Anderson 57 yards, DJ Moore, right? That's the kind of name that you're you're looking at more 80 yards. So, yeah, these guys mike evans chris godwin they're they're already going to be those top two guys and if you're looking for antonio brown to win you a fantasy championship he may not actually be a big part of your fantasy team of your championship team by the end of the season um because again i'm gonna i'm gonna say this again because everybody's gonna be like oh you're so dumb you know a bubble yeah okay but you've seen it time and time again in your own fantasy teams guys and you may not want to admit it But you get down to the fantasy championship and the guys that you rode there don't come up for you and you always end up losing because that one guy that you're like, I'm never benching him all of a sudden is the guy that has a tough matchup and you should have benched him. So, um, you know, Antonio Brown might be one of those guys that you might not be playing come week 15 and week 16, uh, it's or week 16 rather, even if you make it that far. So, Uh, all right. One guy that you certainly aren't going to bench and you're going to ride or die with him is Mike Williams. The man has been gangbusters. The charges have been gangbusters. Uh, but you know, come, come fantasy playoff time. I'm looking at some very, very stout defenses that he's about to face, especially in the middle of that fantasy playoff run. So Mike Williams, explain the situation to us, Justin, and tell us why, uh, why? We should be a little nervous about what he's gonna be facing. Come fantasy championship time if you're in week sixteen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're obviously not gonna bench him, but uh strength of season or schedule is ten point seven five. Um so he week fourteen, he plays the Giants, which are sixteenth, so middle of the road. Week 15, the Chiefs are ninth against the pass, and again, I don't think that's a credit to them having a good defense. I think it's more of they're really easy to run on. Um, they're 20th against the run right now. The Texans in week 16 are sixth against the pass. Same thing. I don't think it's that they're a great defense. I think it's the fact that they're usually behind, so you, you run the ball on them, run that clock, uh, and they're 25th against the run. Um so, you know, that, that provides a problem. Week 17, they're against the Broncos, who are 12th against the pass, so a little better there. But um, against the Chiefs and the Texans, two teams that are really easy to run on, um, you know, I could easily see uh, Chargers leaning on Eckler and kind of going away from throwing the ball to Williams. Um, and I also keep thinking that at some point, Keenan Allen is going to have better games than Mike Williams. I I keep thinking he's going to mainly because he's on uh, several of my rosters. But, um, you know, eventually you think it's got to even out a little more or they got to start going to Allen more. Um, But I guess we'll see. But yeah, in the middle week 15, week 16, those are some tough matchups he has.
0: And when you have Eckler and when he can run and catch the way he does, uh, again, it's just when you start getting into those tough matchups with the Chiefs and with the Texans, they're going to probably end up running the ball a lot more. These are going to be huge Austin Eckler weeks. So if you're sitting on Austin Eckler as well, uh, just know that when you get to the fantasy championships, that's probably uh, one of the guys that you're going to be leaning on more. Um, But, you know, start working the wire, right? And look for folks with favorable matchups, uh, to put in that flex position as a home run type of a swing, uh, which is really what you're trying to do. I mean, we've alluded to this already several times in the show, but to get you thinking ahead to where you're, you're going to try to come up with more points to make up for the, the couple of three, four points that you're going to lose based on matchups, because uh, a lot of these guys that we're talking about are not 100% matchup proof, right? That's the point. The the set it and forget it's are out there and we know them, but these guys are a little more matchup, uh, I guess, uh, dependent than some of your big, big, big studs, right? These are your studs, but these are your studs that are going to be susceptible to uh, a drop in performance if they, they meet a tough, uh, competitor. So. If you are like me, you missed out on Bitcoin, and of course, you also missed out on getting Dogecoin to the moon, but we all missed out on having stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey because it never existed. Well, that's all changed. Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility now. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players, start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy to use app from the App Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account. Use the promo code SGPNFF, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of player at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Sign up with promo code SGPNFF to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. You get easy access to all of our picks and our podcast. And of course, don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Although this guy, Jamar Chase, when we talk about Jamar Chase, we talk about just gigantic games and boy, did he ever have a huge one last week. Uh, so a lot of people, when we ring up this name are going to call us absolutely crazy for thinking that he could have a drop off in performance in the fantasy football championships. And that's okay. Come at me. Uh, I want to, I want you to, to challenge this too, because, uh, not everybody that we talk about, like we said, is, is completely 100% matchup proof. So Jamar chase, another one of the guys he's had huge games, but in the fantasy playoffs, he's going to have a little bit of a, a tougher time um especially in in week 16 in the championship uh so justin tell everybody why because jamar chase is so good that we may not see the best of jamar chase in the fantasy playoffs
1: yeah and he's been phenomenal um i have his strength to schedule at 10 and a half for the playoffs plays the 49ers who are 14th against against the pass in week 14 And then week 15, he's got Broncos, which are 12th against the pass. It's that week 16 matchup against the Ravens. I know he just torched them, and that is why I'm even more concerned about this game because they are not going to want to let him do that again. Um, I could see every other receiver having a good game on this game because they're going to focus on Jamar Chase. They're going to not want to be embarrassed like they were. I mean, he had 206 yards and a touchdown. Just a phenomenal game, and they're pretty good pass defense. They're ranked seventh against the pass, and you know I just think they're going to come out with a vengeance at this point, and the rivalry that's there anyways between these two. And then week seventeen, if your championships in week seventeen, they go against the Chiefs, which like you said, ninth against the pass because it's easy to run on them. So um, those last two weeks there are a little tougher. I think you're going to see defenses focus more and more on Chase because he is be- So electric. And, you know, I don't think anybody in the preseason, there were some people, but most of them were saying "Eh, he's not ready. He's not there yet. And he's just come out and prove everybody wrong. And I think you're going to, you're going to get a lot of game planning around him because he has been so phenomenal.
0: Yeah, And so when you talk about not wanting to get embarrassed again, that's true. I mean, they'll probably throw it the entire secondary Jamar Chase's way uh, in that fantasy championship game because they're not going to want to see that again. 206 yards, a touchdown. And he's honestly, obviously, obviously a big play away from, from being that, that uh, slate buster like he was for you last week. Won a lot of folks, a lot of fantasy games last week. But again, right? I mean, the NFL is a league where... People adapt and they adapt quickly so that game is on film and everybody's gonna watch that film and Jamar chase is still a rookie So there can be game plans around him Uh, He's not gonna blow up for 200 yards every single week Um, And they're gonna probably be able to hold him to more modest games coming up soon and again the Broncos the Ravens the Chiefs all these guys are not gonna want to see Jamar chase uh, especially because you know, it's the AFC. This is all in-conference, uh, or and it all has ramifications for their actual playoffs. So they don't want to see that happen again, and they probably won't see that happen again. So uh, he won't get you 206 yards. He may get you 106 and, and a touchdown, um, but you can't really expect more 200-yard games out of Jamar Chase, uh, especially down the stretch against these tough defenses, these tough past uh, defenses. Um. So yeah, Jamar Chase. I know recency bias has you absolutely in love with Jamar Chase, and that's fine. That it's supposed to be that way. Uh, but just know that come fantasy playoff time, you might be singing a little bit of a different story. So,
1: and he's averaging twenty four percent of the target share, and eventually, you, you just have to think defenses will figure out a way to stop him. Um, he's very close to being matchup proof. But I think that they are going to, the defenses are going to start turning it around a little bit more on him and stop him. Yep. Yep. Or at least slow him.
0: Slow him. CJ Umizumi. You might want to make sure you're (laughs) grabbing him off the waiver wire uh, and prep him for the fantasy playoffs in a flex position. Uh, All right. Nobody has frustrated fantasy managers more, I think, than this next guy. Because when you draft Tyreek Hill, You expect Tyreek Hill to to put up Jamar Chase-type numbers every single week, especially with Patrick Mahomes. But this Chiefs offense, wow. I mean, it's left everybody just scratching their heads. Patrick Mahomes did nothing for me last week. Tyreek Hill did nothing for anybody last week. So now look, as we look ahead to the fantasy playoffs, what are we doing? I mean, obviously we can't bench Tyreek Hill because he's obviously a big game in the making too. Uh, So... What are we doing to uh, temper expectations, especially in the matchups that he's got coming up?
1: Yeah, I thought his days of being a boomer bust wide receiver were over, but it's kind of been that way this year. He's got three games under 10 fantasy points, um, and he starts the uh, fantasy football playoffs with some tough matchups. Week 14, he goes against the Raiders, which are fourth against the pass, and then week 15 against the Chargers, which are first. uh, Last time they played, they held him to 7.2 fantasy points in a half PPR league. Um, you know, we talked about that doesn't mean that's going to repeat, but the charges have been great against the past. So, um, you could definitely think that that's possible that he only gets you seven points again. And, um, it's hard to count on only seven points from your wide receiver one when you're in the fantasy football playoffs week 16, it does get better. He goes against the Steelers, which are 28th and then week 17, the Bengals, which are 13. Um, so, yeah, it's, with how boom or bust he has been and then starting weeks 14 and 15 against the fourth and first-ranked uh, pass defenses, that that's a tough matchup. That's tough to roll into the playoffs confidently. Um, he's a guy that you might think about waiting until he has a good game next week or two weeks and maybe moving him, maybe trade him. If you're looking at somebody, um, you know, I, Debo Samuel has a good fantasy um, football playoff schedule and most people they they buy the names right so they're going to look at Tyreek Hill versus Debo Samuel and they're think oh it's Tyreek Hill on this Chiefs offense and uh, so that might be a good target to kind of look at to, um, they could have good upside and maybe even better upside than Tyreek Hill
0: it's funny because you get slaughtered for even suggesting a, a trade uh, between Tyreek Hill and Debo Samuel. But again, this is the type of situation where y- these type of moves seem like they're no-brainers, right? Oh, definitely Tyreek Hill. But you look through the numbers and you look through the performances and he could have lost you more weeks than he's won you so far. And and it's just a uh, this Chiefs offense has been so hard to count on Week to week, Kelsey's supposed to be a barn burner. Kelsey really didn't do anything for us last week either, um, you know. And and, and Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, all these big name guys that were supposed to get you all the way into the the championships and beyond, they're not performing like that. So maybe a trade for a Debo Samuel against a Tyreek Hill, who Debo has been doing very well for himself uh despite having some inconsistencies at quarterback and, and i know that debo did better than kelsey last week in fantasy so you know again in a game that was difficult uh it, it's just a tough call but Tyreek Hill, i i agree with you i think that's somebody that we may actually start looking at using this re- name recognition to move him, especially if you're so close to the playoffs and, and you know, or maybe you're, uh, cemented into the playoffs, even with the inconsistency of Tyreek Hill, he's proven that he hasn't necessarily been all that needed to make it there in the first place. So maybe you start thinking about moving him for a, a more consistent guy. So take a look at the wire and see who's been more consistent lately. like you said, like a Debo Samuel, um, who's got a good playoff matchup going ahead. Uh, maybe you even look for, uh, a guy like I don't know. I'm looking around. Maybe grab Metcalf if Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf's got a little tough one too. But yeah, look around. Look around and find somebody that you like better. um, That that somebody would trade for you with. So, wow, Justin, yeah, we made it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you see what we are? We gonna say?
1: Oh, I was gonna say. Um, you know, CD Lamb isn't a guy that has a pretty good fantasy um, playoff schedule. And he's got 497 yards to Tyreek Hill's 641. So there's a big gap there. But if you're depending on those matchups, um, he plays the Washington football team, which are one of the worst against the pass. So um, maybe that's the kind of crazy move you need to uh, win the championship
0: play checkers while they play chess. That That is the theme for the day. So speaking of playing checkers, Justin, you are now slowly becoming one of the uh, busiest guys on the fantasy site too. So tell everybody where they can find your work on the site and where they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah, uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, their website, their app. Um, check out my articles there. Uh, just released the Week 8 Wait, Waiver Wire Fab Report. So check that out to see who you might want to play some bids on and pick up on the waiver wire. Then on Twitter, follow me, Mark 87 J. Uh, feel free to ask me questions. I like to do some player comparisons that are surprising kind of a player, a player B guess, which who's who. So, uh, yeah, give me a follow and ask me any questions you have.
0: And when you see the Debo Samuel to Tyreek Hill comparison, do not freak out, folks, because you probably picked the one thinking it was Tyreek Hill and it was Demo. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. Thanks for joining us this week again. Uh, hopefully, we're getting you ready for the fantasy playoffs and in the right championship mindset. Of course, as always, find this show on the SGPN app. Find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. We're back Thursday to set you up for week eight in the NFL and your fantasy football. We're halfway there, folks almost halfway to fantasy playoff words. So hopefully you're in. Hopefully you don't have to worry about it. Hopefully you've won enough games to where you don't have to do too much of the chess. But until next time, everybody, thanks for listening and let it ride.